You're listening to Crossroads International Church Podcast. Welcome. We hope this podcast will bless you from wherever you're listening to it. For more information, go to our website at xrgs.nl. Now, let's get into the podcast. Well, welcome. Good morning, my precious and beautiful friends. Please just do me a favor on this glorious uh, celebration baptism Sunday. That's what today is about. You will know I I introduced a new sermon series last week. Uh, How do we live in the presence and the power of God's Holy Spirit? I'm having to push, uh, push the pause button a little bit for this week. We want to focus on baptisms. It's Baptism Sunday. We're going to carry on with the sermon series next week. But do me a favor. uh, Just turn to the person or persons next to you and say to them, I am so lucky sitting next to you today. Right, friends, so today is Baptism Sunday. And so I'm not, um, so our focus is on baptism today. I just want you to know that today we are baptizing uh, 10 people today. In this service, five, and in the next service, five more. Isn't that just so special? We are, we're so grateful to God for that. And so with that in mind, I want to remind us that in Matthew's Gospel, chapter 28, we read these words from the resurrected, the risen Jesus. Matthew 28, it says, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them, in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything that I've commanded you. And remember, I am with you always to the end of the age. And then we also remember, friends, that on the day of Pentecost, the day that we're preparing to celebrate in a couple of weeks' time, uh, Peter preached the the good news, the gospel message of the risen Christ. And after he had preached this on Pentecost Day, the crowd in attendance replied and they said, well, Peter, we are moved and that's wonderful upon hearing this good news message. And then they asked this question, what must we do? And here was Peter's response. We read it in Acts chapter 2. This is what Peter told them to do. Repent. And be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, so that your sins may be forgiven and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit, for the promise is for you and for your children and for all who are far away, everyone whom the Lord our God calls. Let us pray. Gracious God, 
today we thank you for your gifts of water and the Holy Spirit. For your sustaining, cleansing, and life-giving power. Lord, from the beginning, your grace has been made known through water and your Spirit. Your Spirit moved over the waters at creation. Lord, and you led your people to freedom through the parted waters of the sea. In the fullness of time, Heavenly Father, you sent Jesus and he was baptized in the waters of the Jordan and anointed with the Holy Spirit. He passed through the deep waters of death and lives forevermore. As we read in John's gospel, Heavenly Father, he offers living water and the gift of the Holy Spirit. So now here this day, as we bring before you these five beautiful people offering themselves to be baptized, our prayer is this, Lord. Will you pour out your Holy Spirit that those baptized in this water this day may die to sin, be raised with Christ, and be born to new life in the family of your church. We ask this through your Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Amen. So, uh, allow me though just, so we're going to get straight into the baptisms, uh, but allow me just for a second. I think it's so important. I mean, you know me, right? Just give me a minute. It's so important that as we come to celebrate baptism, that not just those who are to be baptized, but those of us who have been baptized, that we, that we refresh our memory, that we remind ourselves the beauty and the significance of what's happening here today. Let's just remind ourselves of the significance and the beauty of baptism. Now, baptism is for us... In our church, we celebrate two sacraments, Holy Communion and Baptism. Sacrament being defined as an outward, visible sign of an inward, invisible grace. Grace being defined as the free, unmerited favor of God. We celebrate two sacraments, baptism being one of them. And baptism is so, is so rich in, in symbolism. It symbolizes so much for us. But really at the heart of, of what uh, those who are going to be baptized in this water, at the heart of what it symbolizes, what it means for us, is this idea of, of being born again. It's in being submerged into the waters, out of the waters, being born again. And when you know when we are born again, we are born into a family. And in this case, so we're born and we're placed in a family. In this case, we are born and we're placed in a family called the church, God's family. This is our family. And you will know every family has its story. Every family has its narrative. Every family has its history. You know, it's a favorite thing for many people to go and, um, and, and research my family. My lineage, where I'm from, you know, who was this and that person? And we build a family tree. 
Because we want to know our story. We want to know where we fit in, where we are from. And as we are baptized, as we are born again, that's what it symbolizes for us. And we remember that we placed in God's family. What we remember is that baptism is remembering and retelling of our story. The story of the church. Because really, I can summarize it in one line, but you know, which I will, but I'm going to carry on talking, you know me. Uh, One sentence, baptism is a symbol of the gospel. That's what it is right there. So every time we baptize, because as a church family, we are really, church is really, there are two key things to remember. It is, uh, we are a community of memory, and we are a community of hope. And so every time we baptize, we remember our story, the story of the church. We are retelling our story. We, we remind ourselves, we remind those who witness what our story is, what our narrative is, what our history is. And of course, you will know the story of the church is rooted in Scripture. It's rooted in God's Word. And at the heart of the story of the church is the salvation, the, the saving work of God in creation and in human history. And at the heart of that is the story of Jesus. And so when we baptize, we first of all remember, we remember Easter. Jesus going to the depths of death, Good Friday, coming out of the water, Easter Sunday, resurrected Christ by the power of the Holy Spirit, Risen Christ. And so when we baptize, it's symbolic of that. We remember what Jesus did for us. The death and resurrection of Jesus Christ. That in Jesus, and part of understanding uh, baptism, when we are baptized, the New Testament tells us we are baptized into Jesus, into his story, into what he did for us, ace baptizo, into him. So we remember what Jesus did. We remember that he loves us so much that he gave his life on the cross so that my sins may be forgiven, that when I surrender my life to him and invite him into my life, I can be born again, born of the Spirit. I can have a new life, a new story, a new history, a new past, a new present, and a new future. But not only are we remembering when we do this and retelling the story of the gospel, the saving work of Jesus, but what we are also doing, those who are being baptized are saying, Jesus' story is now my story. It is symbolic of my union with Christ. I'm baptized into him, into his past, present, future, into his story. Lord, I identify, I surrender, and so therefore we bring in all the other symbolism about forgiveness of sins and new life and washing and cleansing. But what we're doing, those who are baptized, saying, Jesus, my identity is found in you and in your saving work and in your story is now my story. I surrender my life to your lordship. Not only are we a community of memory and we retell and we remember the story of the gospel and we identify with that, but we're also a community of hope. And when we talk about baptism, we must remind ourselves that this is a symbol of hope for us. 
Because what we are saying is we remember that we serve a risen Christ. Jesus is alive and he promised he will come back. And in baptism, we remember, we say, Lord, let that vision of your return just be birthed and let the flame burn brightly in me. And so I, and let that hope grow in me that Christ will return. But not only is that our only hope, it's also we are a community of hope. And in baptism, we remember we are saying that Christ, because you are alive by the power of your Holy Spirit, that you will finish what you started in me. And so therefore it becomes also not just about what God does, God's grace towards me. It also becomes about me and it becomes about me saying, Lord, I commit to a life journey of surrendering to you so that you can make me more like you. This is a commitment also from my side. I, I, I hope and I believe that I will become and continue to become that which you created and destined me to be. That you will not give up on me. You will finish what you started in me. And I say yes to that work. I say yes to a lifelong discipleship journey with you. New life in Christ. Isn't that beautiful? Okay, we're going to baptize now, but I need to say just one more thing. Historically, the church for hundreds and hundreds of years have asked two, three key questions at baptism. And we're going to ask those questions of you today, those of you who are going to be baptized. But I want those who are sitting here, I want you to remember those baptismal vows of yours when you were baptized. And I ask you to re-engage with those questions. Let me just throw those questions at you very quickly. And of course, you know where those questions come from, right? They come from Acts chapter 2, after Peter preached his sermon, and the crowd said what to do, and preacher then said, repent, be baptized. So those questions come out of that passage, Acts chapter 2. And I ask you today, in the context of us going into a series of saying, come Holy Spirit, I want to avail myself to you. I want to learn what it means to be fully me by surrendering fully to you. I'm tired, Lord, of meandering through a maze of mediocrity. I want to live in the fullness that you have for me. I want to flourish as your man, your woman, your child. And I know at the heart of that is surrendering to your Holy Spirit. And so I invite you to re-engage with these questions. Here they are, the first question I'm going to ask you. And you need to remind yourself of and engage with this. Do you turn from all that denies God? That's the repentance that Peter talks about. Repent. Do you turn away from all evil and all that denies God, all injustice? Do you turn from that? Do you, do you say, God, I don't want that for my life anymore? Second question, do you then also turn to so you turn away from, but do you turn to Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior? Will you re-engage with that question again, each and every one of you, as you sit here, as you see what's going to happen here now? Will you say, Lord, yes, I turn to you again. 
as my Lord and my Savior. And the final question is, do you surrender? Do you commit to the ongoing work of the Holy Spirit, the ongoing work of God in your life, committing to a lifelong journey of discipleship and service? Can we engage with that question again? Amen. Thank you for listening, and we hope that you have a wonderful week. See you next time.